0: Haunted UK Podcast is recorded and mixed in stereo. Listening through an environment such as stereo speakers or headphones will ensure you get the best experience. Let me quickly tell you about our official podcast sponsor, CDS Print and Design. CDS is a family-run company who offer great prices and great products such as printed T-shirts, hoodies, canvases, coasters, placemats, stickers banners, signage, and much, much more. For more information or for a free no-obligation quote, email Colin or Debbie at cdsprintanddesign at gmail.com. You can also find CDS Print and Design on Facebook and Instagram. Before we carry on with this episode, I'd just like to tell you about the Haunted UK podcast's coffee account. If you love the show and want to help out that little bit more, then get yourself over to Ko-Fi, that's K-O-F-I, and search for the Haunted UK Podcast, and for just a subscription of £3 per month, you'll get a shout-out in an episode of the main show, chances to get your hands on free Haunted UK Podcast merchandise, and you'll also soon be in line for bonus content bite-size episodes. Getting to a target of at least 30 subscribers is the aim. And I know that with your help, it's easily achievable. And it's literally just the price of buying one coffee per month. If you'd rather not subscribe, then you can simply make a one-off donation. Every little bit helps. So if you want to help the podcast grow to the next level, then pop over to coffee and make your donation. Coffee. Why not buy us one? Now... Let's get back to the episode. Hopefully, you've all been following along with the Boopod Network's collaborative Halloween Spooktacular special. Our Bridgewater Triangle series encompasses stories from true crime to the paranormal, and will definitely help you get in the mood for all that is creepy and terrifying this Halloween. Just as a reminder, the running order for this special bonus series is as follows. First, The Nightcap. Second, The Haunted UK Podcast. Third, The Skylark Bell. Fourth, Mum's Mysteries and Murder. Fifth, Spilling the Crime. Sixth, Shit in Bricks. Seventh, Paranormal Exposed. And last but not least, eighth, The Activity Continues so if that wasn't enough amazing content to get you all in the mood the haunted uk podcast and the skylark bell have a little something extra we've come together to tell you about a very real and creepy paranormal encounter which happened to the father of a very old friend in this bonus episode i'll be telling you the story of this amazing experience And then it's over to the Skylark Bell, where this story will be told from a completely different perspective. You won't want to miss it. So, without any further delay, this special collaboration known as the Haunted Skylark presents... Something in the Cellar. This incident happened to the father of an old friend of mine, who I haven't been in touch with for many years. This person, who I'll call David, used to babysit for his aunt and uncle when he was a teenager to earn a little money. It was a Saturday night, and as usual, David's aunt and uncle would go out to their local pub for a few drinks with friends. David got to the house at around 7 o'clock, which was in an area called Smethik and was welcomed inside and given a bottle of ale and a few cigarettes. He arrived in the middle of an argument between his aunt and uncle regarding whose turn it was to get coal for the fire. The house was a three-bedroom, three-storey Victorian townhouse with two bathrooms and a coal cellar. Neither of them wanted to venture down into the cellar as they felt that they could dirty their clean clothes now that they were about to go out. David told them to stop arguing and he would go down and get coal when the fire started to get low. His aunt and uncle happily agreed, said their goodbyes and went on their way to meet their friends. Back then, TV channels were limited, so David would often listen to the radio after he had put the two children to bed at around 8 o'clock. This was the routine he followed on that very Saturday night. As he settled into an armchair by the fire, he switched on the radio and tuned it in to receive some music. He opened his bottle of ale, lit a cigarette, and began to relax. After around 45 minutes, the fire began to die down. So David grabbed the coal bucket, which had a small coal shovel, a pair of gloves, and a candle inside. He put the gloves on, lit the candle, grabbed the bucket and walked over to the cellar door which was on the opposite wall to the fireplace. Now most cellars in these types of houses had a set of stone steps which led down to a room roughly the size of the living room above. This was also a stone floor. There was a chute towards the top of the wall nearest to the road which enabled coal trucks to deposit bags of coal into the cellar. There were no lights down there at all hence the need for the candle. David opened the door and walked down three or four steps when he stopped. He went completely cold, had goosebumps and a feeling of absolute terror and dread. The candle lit up the room quite well and David could see that there was nothing down there apart from a pile of coal at the far wall where the chute was. Maybe that was the reason for the cold, he thought. The coal chute. Maybe the cold night air and the candlelight were playing on his mind. He descended down a few more steps, but stopped again. Something was watching him. Something was down there with him. The goosebumps had now become worse and had travelled over his back and up his neck. He had to get coal to keep the fire going. He simply had to. He began to walk further down the steps when a long, loud, cold breath filled the cellar. David froze again. The feelings of terror and dread were now huge. David took a deep breath and hurried to the pile of coal at the far end wall by the coal chute. He lent the candle up against the wall, quickly grabbed the shovel and began piling coal into the bucket. Then, the faint laugh of a small child came from behind him. Then the candle went out. David slowly raised his head, stood up and turned around. Everything was quiet, but so cold and so oppressive... He reached his hand down to grab the handle of the bucket when he heard the laughter again. It was right in front of him now. He couldn't take it anymore. He ran with the coal bucket across the cellar, up the stairs, into the living room. He spun around, dropped the bucket, slammed the cellar door shut and pushed an armchair up against the door. He stood in the middle of the living room trying to understand what had just happened to him. He went upstairs to check on the children, and they were fast asleep, safe. He went back downstairs and sat in the other armchair near the fire. He shoveled coal onto the fire to get it roaring once more, then sat there smoking a number of cigarettes and opening another bottle of ale, waiting for his aunt and uncle to return. At around 12.15am in the morning, the front door opened and in strolled his aunt and uncle, slightly drunk, but in good spirits. "'Everything go all right, Dave?' his uncle said. "'Are you joking?' David said. "'There's something down in that cellar, and I felt it.' David's aunt and uncle immediately looked at each other. "'Did you hear anything?' said his aunt. "'Yes, laughter,' said David. "'I told you she was still down there,' David's aunt shouted at his uncle. "'I told you I felt her down there, "'and you even said yourself that you were uncomfortable down there.' I know, said his uncle, I just didn't think it was real. If you both knew, why not say anything to me, said David. What's down there? Who's down there? The story retold to David by his aunt and uncle went like this. Around 20 years before they moved in, a family owned the house. A mother, father and three children two sons aged five and eight and a daughter almost two. The father was extremely controlling, very bad-tempered and also a drunk. He adored all of his children but when the drink took control he became a different man. His choice of punishment for his children when they were disobedient was to put them in the cellar, alone, in the dark. On one particular night, He came home in a vile mood, drunk and angry. He settled next to the fire but couldn't relax as his daughter was crying upstairs. The mother tried to calm the girl, but the father had had enough. He grabbed the toddler and took her down into the cellar, climbed the stairs and slammed the door, leaving her alone, in the dark, cold and terrified. The little girl screamed and cried for what seemed like an eternity to the mother, but soon, there was silence. The father, apparently grinning with contentment, stormed over to the cellar door and pushed it open, not realising that his little daughter had climbed the stone stairs and was sat behind the door. The door pushed her down the stone steps and onto the stone floor. She died from her injuries in that very cellar. Apparently, the family weren't charged with a crime. Not even manslaughter. It was most likely ruled as an accidental death, but David, his aunt or uncle, didn't know the full outcome. All they knew was that down in that cellar was a little girl, still trying to get out. Well... Whilst we've come to the end of this bonus episode, it's now time for you to get yourselves over to the Skylark Bell podcast and listen to the second and final part in this amazing true story. So from the Haunted UK podcast, it's goodbye for now and have an amazing Halloween. Well, we've come to the end of this episode of the Haunted UK podcast. But before I go, I'd like to give a few shout outs. And the first one is to all of you, the listeners. Thank you so much for following, subscribing and listening. None of this would be possible without all of you. The show is available on all major platforms, including Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Breaker, pocket casts, and radio public. Wherever possible, leaving a positive five-star review helps the show in many ways. Listener figures are rising rapidly, and that's all down to you. So, huge thanks to you all. Another shout-out goes to the show's sponsor, CDS Print & Design, who have been kind enough to come back for a third season. Huge thanks to both Colin and Debbie. Next up is a request to all you listeners out there again. Have you seen a ghost? Witnessed poltergeist activity? had a strange, unexplained paranormal experience? Have you ever stayed in a haunted location or experienced something frightening on a ghost tour? Even better, do you live or work in a haunted house or building? Have you encountered or seen a UFO? Heard a story about an unsolved disappearance or mystery? Or have you been lucky enough to witness a strange, unknown creature? If you have, then your story could feature on Season 3's Listener Stories Finale episode. Simply type your story up and email it to hauntedukpodcast at hotmail.com. That's podcast at hotmail.com. It's easy to do, and if you like, you can remain anonymous. Huge thanks in advance to you all. Besides writing, recording, mixing, and mastering this podcast... I also run a mixing and mastering studio called Pink Flamingo Music Productions. If you have a podcast or piece of music that you'd like mixing, mastering, or both, or if you'd like a piece of finished music written for a project that you're working on, then please email the studio with details of your inquiry to pinkflamingo.musicproductions at hotmail.com. That's pinkflamingo.musicproductions at hotmail.com. It's nowhere near as expensive as you'd think. This podcast was recorded at Pink Flamingo Music Production Studio in Hales Owen in the West Midlands, England. For a full list of research sources that helped immensely with the content of this episode, please refer to the show's notes. Thank you all so much again for listening, and we'll be back very soon with another episode. Until then, stay safe and take care.